So kids, you get to go back to your seats and Pastor Nancy's going to come up and talk to us. Hey, good morning, friends. Good to be here with you today on this New Year's Eve. Can you believe we're already at the end of the year? Um, I wonder how many of you set New Year's resolutions? Or how many pick a word of the year? I know I see some like, yeah. I remember several years I used to set New Year's resolutions like this is the year I'm really going to get healthy and in shape, right? How many of have have had that? And I know I've set intentions like, okay, our family, we're going to travel this year. We're going to learn. We're going to grow. We're going to adventure. But I didn't really know what that looked like. Um, I know I've had years, too, where I picked words. I picked a word that was to, to look over my year, and the first one really made sense for me at the time. And then there were other years that it's like, God, I don't know what this word means. But then I would see it pop up again and again and again. So I wonder if that's true for you as well. Have you set an intention? Have you ever picked a word? Did you see where God was faithful with that word throughout the year? Or maybe you're also at a point that setting an intention or a resolution as we look into the new year just brings a lot of anxiety. Like, am I already setting myself up for failure? Okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out at 6 a.m. five days a week, right? Like, I'm not a morning person. I'll tell you right now, that is not happening, my dear husband. (laughs) Maybe three days, maybe two, maybe, maybe one. I don't know, maybe it sets this anxiety and dread in your soul, like, oh, now I have to function and perform to some level that feels a little bit unattainable. Or maybe, maybe it brings a sense of hope and promise of what God intends to do in your life. As I was preparing for this, God had given me some words um, actually a few months ago. I've shared some of them them with you guys over the past few months. Um, but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper in this. So as I pondered this idea of like being in the new year, ready for 2024, like best year ever, right? Especially after 2020, 21, 22, 23, like we're ready for a best year ever. But what does that really look like? So I went back to previous words that God has given me. I went back to impressions I've received from him. I went back to passages he's dug into with me. And I sat with those familiar passages. I reviewed verses. I got down to words. And I I listened. And I was as I was doing that, I... I wondered for all of us, instead of thinking about the word or the verse to guide us into the year or that that New Year's resolution, um, what if we need to ask a different question? Rather than saying, here's my word, here's what I'm going to do, what if we need to sit before God and ask a different question? Instead of telling him my word or, or naming my intention, What if we sit with him? What if we really practice listening to the way that he moves around us, in us, through us, with others? What if, what if we sit with, with our bodies that he's given us and we ask a different question? What if we move out of our heads and move into our hearts and come into alignment with what Jesus has for us? 
Will you pray with me? Jesus, we come before you today with beautiful celebrations of Christmas, of your birth, time with family, friends, but also perhaps hardships that we've endured through the year. Maybe some of us don't know how to look forward into the coming year and what hardships we might face. And maybe some of us are hopeful. But in all of this, God, we ask that you go before us, that you speak to our hearts, that you open our hearts and minds right now, that we might come into alignment with you, what you have for each of us. Lord, be with us by your Holy Spirit. Empower us. Help us listen well to you today and in the coming year. In Jesus' name, amen. So friends, the passage I came back to and settled on is in Philippians. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. So let me read these for you. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that passage. I love the rejoicing that we always come with joy, that God provides joy that he is near, that we don't have to worry. But where I really, really settled in was guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. Now, there's so many places in the Bible that says the heart is the wellspring of life, that, that our heart is where Jesus resides. The Holy Spirit is there. And as we sit with our hearts, not just guarding them, but listening to our heart, I want to ask this one question today. What is the deepest need of your heart? What is the greatest need of your heart right now, today? For some, maybe it's peace. Maybe it's healing. A return to health. Maybe it's friendship being close to family, maybe it's restored relationships, maybe it's adventure, maybe it's laughter. What is your heart needing? Sometimes I think there's that instant like, oh, this is what I need. And then we backpedal a little bit. We wonder, is that really what God wants? Is that what other people want? Is that even possible to dare to dream, to have some sort of hope? But I want you to sit with this over the next few days. What is the greatest need of your heart? And as you listen and you hear words pop up, I want to ask, what does it look like then? To bring that need into the open. What does it look like to share that with a friend, with a partner, a spouse? What does it look like to share that with Jesus? 
He already knows everything that you need. But sometimes I think we hold on to those things and we guard, guard our heart in ways that don't connect us to him. Those greatest needs, sometimes we hold those back instead of bringing them to our family, instead of bringing them before Jesus. Verse 5 here in Philippians said, the Lord is near. He's here with you. He's in that deepest need. And he says, don't be anxious about anything. Because I know sometimes when we have those deep longings and those deep callings in our heart, we guard them and hold them back and they cause anxiety if we think about bringing them into the open or sharing them with another person. Will we be ridiculed? Will we be laughed at? Those are real feelings. But God, God knows. He created you. He made you. He knows every hair on your head and he says, come to me. I'm here. Be near. I also love uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. This is just a beautiful passage looking at um, so many people of faith in the Old Testament. But verse 1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So what is it we we hope for? What is it that's in our heart? And then how are we aligning that with what God is calling us to? He says, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Even if they seem far-fetched, even if they seem at first maybe out of alignment with what, what God is doing, present your requests. If we don't ask, Maybe we won't know. He says, knock, <laughs> seek. <laughs> the door is open. What is that deepest need of your heart? That so God is just waiting for you to say, here's what I need, Lord. And as we do that and let it sit there <laughs> with Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe he starts working in that. He starts knitting it together with other people, with other words of wisdom from scripture, from other Christians. He works it together in a way that can be beyond our understanding. Romans 8.28, he works all things to his good and his glory. But if we're guarding our heart so much that we're holding back, are we preventing Jesus from working in our life? So as you have these needs, another question is where have you met Jesus with this need? Where have you met with him? Are you guarding your heart and holding expectations of your life that are maybe out of alignment with God? Out of alignment with who he's called you to be? Who he's made you to be? Maybe expectations of life that aren't really based in reality. Or are you stuck in a place of what life seems like? Maybe we're clouded with frustration, with anger, dissatisfaction, loneliness, loss, 
feeling helpless, hopeless, and like our reality is just kind of this empty space in front of us. What does it look like to ask Jesus into that space? To say, Jesus, here's my heart and what I hope for. Would you work in this? And then maybe to ask, Lord, what are your plans for my life? Because I've been busy building something that maybe amounts to nothing. He says, you can do. You can do a lot of things apart from him. What does it look like to say, Lord, what are your plans? And trust that he's going to empower you. He's going to work through you. He's going to take that burden off of you and carry it himself through other people, through your church family, through your neighbors, through your friends. How is he going to build that around you? And how do we let him do that? How do we step out of our own way and allow him to work to build the plan that he has for us? Proverbs 16, 9 says, we make our plans, but the Lord decides where we will go. Oh, how true is that? I can make my resolution. I can pick my one word. I can do all of these things with my head that seem right and proper and good. I can make all the plans in the world. You guys, I mentioned that I'm not so much a morning person. Like later at night, I can solve the world's problems. Like my mind is just like, yeah, we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this. All living from here. Then I wake up in the morning and like none of it makes sense again. But... (laughs) In our minds, we can set our course. We can make our plans. But the Lord decides where you will go. So how are you stepping to follow him? How are you unguarding that deep place in your soul to say, "Mm, what does this look like as I follow you? Friends, as we do that, sometimes it's going to look a little crazy to the world. Maybe a little crazy to those around us. But what is God calling us to do? Where is he calling us to go? In a book I was reading a few months ago, I came across this quote from Lisa Whittle, and I just love it. It says, God, align the dreams of my heart to yours and help me be in the right relationship with you first. Let me say that again. God, align the dreams of my heart to yours and help me be in the right relationship with you first. Because, friends, you don't want a dream that God isn't part of. You don't want a future that he isn't part of right now. So, again, what does it look like to come before him? To rest in him. To bring that deep need to him. Back to our Philippians passage, verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, a peace will come over you as you align your life to him. 
As you take those little baby steps and start to adjust uh, what your mind is plotting and what God is doing in your heart, you start to find an alignment to move you forward. Because if we're a little bit off right now, those math geniuses out there, if we're a little bit off of God's alignment and, and our plans and our course, what happens when we get a month out, six months out, six years out? Are we walking so far away from him that we don't even know what direction we're going? And maybe some of us are there in that space today of saying, whoa, Lord, where are you? Who moved? It wasn't God. So what does it look like to ask those questions? What is the deepest need of my heart? Lord, here's my need. Here's my heart. Take it. Move it. Adjust it. Show me what needs to be moved around me so that I can be in alignment with you, so that I can live into the calling that you have on my life. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding. It will guard your heart in his protection, not in our own doing. He will be the one that leads us, that goes before us, clearing out the obstacles in the way. As we trust in him, as we lean in him, as we know that he is good. So this new year, as the body of Christ, we remember that our call first is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. In everything we do, our call is to be faithful, to keep our eyes fixed on him, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who guides, the one who leads, the one who fills you. And then we care for his body which is the church. And here in Sammamish, we care for this body right here. We care for those around us. We bring the needs of our own hearts to him and trust that he's at work in all of us aligning his church with his body, with him. We allow him to align our minds, our hearts, our lives, to his plan for our life. And friends, as God has been working all of this together, as I've been sitting and asking these questions, many of you may have uh, received the notice this week that I am preparing to do that, to do exactly that, that God has been working in my heart and aligning my life to the direction he has for me. He's called me to write, teach, speak, and I love how that is is encompassed in the role of a pastor. And right now the deepest need of my heart is to be faithful and to follow him and to empower the kingdom as it comes onto this earth, the now and the not yet. To lift up those who are far from Jesus, to encourage people in their walk, to encourage leaders. And to do that, he's doing something that doesn't seem right up here. But he's bringing my heart and my mind into alignment and is calling me into a new chapter of writing and speaking for him. And calling me out of my role here, which is hard. And our call is to be faithful, right? Our call is to follow him.
and to care for his body. And I know he's been caring for this body for well over 40 years and will continue to do so. And so for each of us, what is the greatest need of your heart? And how do we express that here in this body with one another, building relationships, encouraging one another, building his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven? as we go out into our neighborhoods, into our community, into our world. God is good. God is faithful. And he is with you. Will you pray with me? Father God, as we approach this new year, there may be hard spaces. There may be lonely spaces. There may be a lot of anxiety. But God, we trust that you are in control. We trust that you are with us. And as you are with us, Lord, we ask that you you help us let down the guard around our own hearts. That we would sit for the next few days and ask that question, what is the greatest need of our heart? So we can bring it into the open with you. Holy Spirit, so that you can speak into that need that you can lift our eyes from momentary troubles and frustrations and hurts and pain and lift our eyes to see you and the plan that you have for us. Lord, I pray that you would call us to follow you. Remind us to follow you. God, we don't want a dream that you aren't part of. Align our hopes and our fears and our doubts and our wonderings. Align them to you, to your hope. May we remember that you are near and we can rejoice. We can let go of any anxiety and in everything with thanksgiving and prayer and petition we can turn to you. And Lord, may your peace transcend everything. May your love be evident in our lives as we shine for you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.